Hey, hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Ask LFC podcast. This is episode four, and uh, we can we can call this a special episode today because, man, since the last time we got together to do this, things have gotten weird around here. Harrison, uh, hello. This is Mike Moses, uh, lead pastor of Lake Forest Church Huntersville. Harrison Gilming, yep, worship leader here. Harrison, a week ago when we recorded episode three. The building lobby was full of people having meetings in defined coffee in our third space. A couple of businesses were in there at that time. There was a mommy group. Tons of people around uh, on the road in the building, uh, and today it's crickets. It is. Uh, it's been. I. I. For me, it's been strange. Like I noticed the 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 point where it all got super weird for me because I'm like a. I'm like you, Mike. I'm a big sports fan, right? So, like, I remember I was watching an, an NBA game that that night, and I was looking on, you know, scrolling through Twitter and stuff, and they're like, reporters are like, the teams went on the floor, and then they all yeah. left, and yeah. the fans are, like, wondering what's happening, and then yeah. it turned out a player tested positive for the – and then that was literally – I'm sure there's other turning points, but for, for me and my experience at, at – that was the point where it was like, dude, this just got real. Harrison, that was last Wednesday night, and <laughs> I, I had had night meetings Monday and Tuesday, so I was home being quiet Wednesday night, and so I was actually had stuff on. And so then the NCAA, ACC tournament, NCAA mm-hmm. games, et cetera, et cetera, and it has snowballed from there. So, friends, today uh, we're going to deal with the obvious we know that you, like us, are feeling a bit off. We're out of our routine, which, which throws a human being off anyway. God created us to live in rhythm. Mm-hmm. Starts in Genesis 1. First day, second day. It's a seven-day rhythm. And we're all off our rhythm. And, and that's threatening to us in many ways. The economic news, the not knowing what limitations will come next, which we're honoring here as a church. Not knowing, being afraid economically, we're all living with this massive uptick of stress of stress in our lives. It's background to everything we do. So today we're gonna talk about a few things. We're gonna do some housekeeping. Like what's so this is the LFC podcast. What's going on at Lake Forest Church, Huntersville, mostly specifically? Mm-hmm. What's going on? So we'll update you with that. Um, we wanna uh, we wanna talk about how. How do we live with hope and any kind of joy in a circumstance like this? And I'm going to turn, I'm going to do my doctor, Professor Moses thing for a moment, because this is not new in history. There's nothing new under the sun. I'm looking forward to sharing with you an example of Christians before us. And we're going to, of course, look a bit to God's Word as our foundation. So that's kind of the outline of what we... We'll yeah, talk about Mike, I, I see you brought your your St. Patrick book today, which if you know Mike, he couldn't resist. <laughs> yeah. It's just that time, no matter what yeah. else is going on, yeah. that that is the way Mike is wired. And that was that was your doctoral dissertation, uh, dissertation was on St. Yes. Patrick. Yes, so I, I'm, I might be pulling out <laughs> something from the most obscure annals of Irish history yep. in the year 543 that... Three people have heard of, and I happen to be one of them. Well, there you go. 
uh, some initial encouragement. But let's not start there. No, we won't start there. Based on what you were just talking about and some housekeeping, an an initial thought to preface all this, um, Mike and I yesterday, uh, uh, Tuesday, we're sitting down recording this on a, it's actually a gorgeous Wednesday looking out here on Gilead Road and the sun is out and birds are flying. It's beautiful outside. And we had a chance yesterday to speak with a friend of ours named Daniel who lives in China and they've been locked down for a lot longer than we have. Daniel and and Tiffany Archie Kavitz, they're mm -hmm. still ministry partners here at Lake Forest Huntersville. Tiffany was on our staff. They were fabulous leaders here before they went on staff, co-staff as a couple with a church in Shanghai. Yeah. One thing he said to us yesterday that was encouraging. They've worshiped online for... Eight, nine weeks now. So yeah. he was tutoring us. Yeah, they've, they've been living in this spot. And one thing he said that was encouraging to me when I got to the end of my day yesterday, Mike, I don't know if this was the same way for you, but he said, man, the first couple weeks of the rhythm change, just expect to be exhausted feeling all the time because your rhythm that was is different. Everything is off. So if I can totally tell you that was true with us and our family at our house, it's not like we're doing a... Like, it's not like you're yeah. move, move, moving, but just the the rhythm change and things being different, it's just, it wears you down. So if you feel that way, that, you know, be encouraged. It's just, it's just weird right it's now. It's how we're all feeling. Yes. Yeah. And so that's why we want to address how, how do we act in the face of this, even when we're told to mm-hmm. not gather personally. Um, some Yeah, along uh, that line. So some question some housekeeping. One. So the, the number one update for Lake Forest Church no Lake Forest churches in our family of churches will be holding gathered in-person worship on Sundays until further notice. Lake Forest Huntersville and Westlake, we're going to share online live stream and Facebook live worship together Sundays at 10 a.m. We started that last week. If you missed it, you can go on our webpage and find that. And so we're co-hosting that with two of our churches uh, together, uh, and we'll, all the pastors will be participating weekly in that. Lake Forest Church Davidson will be doing a Facebook Live uh, uh, service from their offices in the Cotton Mill in Davidson. Lake Forest Church El Buen Samaritano, uh, this, they did worship last week. This week, they will have a small prayer meeting uh, at their normal worship time. And then uh, Pastor Victor is typing up a short sermon and a couple of prayers and he, they're going to print that out, and after the prayer gathering, they're going to walk the streets of the neighborhood where El Buen Samaritano is in, Huntington mm. Green neighborhood, and just hand those out to people, say, hey, we're bringing church to you. Be encouraged. Uh, lean into the Lord. I, I thought that was a fantastic plan. Yeah, that's great. So that's our, our worship uh, plans. There, our, our building here on Gilead Road, uh, uh, the offices are now closed to foot traffic we'll have some staff can come in and out you know one or two at a time but as needed as you and i are sitting here today yep but uh but you can call or email the office for what you need rather than show up in person Um, on the other hand defined coffee and the preschool are open for now the preschool is open they're not gathering in any groups larger than the classroom size uh, mostly to serve working parents so they can stay at work and provide for their families, especially single parents. And so until it's unsafe to do so, according to uh, the health department, they are continuing to operate. And I just appreciate, Hmm. we've given teachers the freedom to not be there and teach 
if they don't feel comfortable doing that. So, so we're also not binding the conscience of any of the staff there. Define Coffee is open. Uh, from what? What are the hours, Harrison? That you uh, said? Uh, was just speaking with Kiefer this morning, and as of as of Wednesday morning, which mm-hmm. uh, it feels like things change every yeah, day, but as of right now, he he's trying to be open from seven to three. And Kiefer let us know also that they literally have uh, a couple of the front doors propped open, right, where you can literally that. walk in out of your car walk up to the counter and grab your coffee. They're, they're developing a way where you can even order that and do all that. You just got to walk in and grab it and walk right out if you would like to do that. I'm so. sitting here uh, sipping my latte with ghost pepper in it. Those guys make a killer latte. Uh, and so you can come in and, and take your, away your coffee or come sit in the prayer garden. Spring is starting to happen there. It's a beautiful, quiet place. Uh, that would be a place you could safely uh, sit and, and get out of the house a little bit. Mm-hmm. And and just to mention it, my brother's a small business owner. He owns a rafting company up in the mountains. And Define Coffee is not a it's not owned by Lake Forest, nor do we receive funds from it. Uh, it's a service to the community, and and we let that work out with the small business owner who owns it. And my brother, who owns the rafting company, has posted that this is maybe an important time to think about ways to support local businesses, whether it's by uh, gift certificates for future services that gives them a little bit of cash flow now to get over the hump uh, and until our government is able to figure out how to support uh, these folks. Um, so just be thoughtful about that, and I'll probably be getting a lot of lattes here and taking them away. Oh, yeah. A um, couple of other things going on. Um well, oh, really, the only other update is just a big one, which is at, here at Lake Forest Huntersville, we, we're we not a super busy church. We don't try to keep our ministry partners busy all the time with church stuff. But since people cannot gather personally in crowds, each of our ministries, each of our community groups, remix groups, even down to children's ministry, small groups, we're going to be finding ways to connect people online, maybe through phone calls, certainly maybe through some card, whatever that will be, we'll be offering ways. Last night, the 20-something community group started meeting online, and they organized it on the Google online service. It was great. There were 20-something people on it for the 20-something group. (laughs) It worked very well. My community group that Angie and I are part of, we're starting that this Monday night. Jeff Cook, Pastor Jeff, has started DDD digital devotion drop-in Tuesdays and Thursdays at noon on Facebook Live. Uh, So marriage ministry is starting a weekly deal. Uh, It starts tonight. Actually, it'll be Wednesday evenings at 8.30 p.m. just for marriage encouragement because there's a lot of stress on marriages right this minute. Mm -hmm. A lot of stress on parents. There's a lot of stress as well on single folks who live by themselves. Different type of stress for different type of people. So if you're in a group, like reach out to the leader of that and say, hey, how are we planning to stay connected? Because we, we need personal connection even when we can't gather face-to-face. And uh, I'm thankful for technology. If you're not in a group, uh, man, please reach out in email to Lake Forest Church. We would love to find the right one to connect you in for some online connection during this time. If that's you, actually, send an email to, to Jeff Cook, yeah. our pa- uh, Pastor Jeff, who's 
on last week, who spoke last week, his email is jcook at lakeforest.org. He would he would love to um, find a place. That's his that's his deal, man. That's finding, what he lives for. Finding places to, to get people plugged into things. We're so. thankful for that. Yeah. Um, that and uh, Ride Herd on the 55 children he has at home. Uh, <laughs> yeah, is it right. 55 or 56? 56, I think, okay, today, okay. yeah. Hey, um, lastly, and I'll come back to this at the end of today's podcast. Uh, as a church... We're also still about our mission, Harrison. Yeah, we we are still about the same thing we've always been about. And as we we had a chance to gather uh, largely online together, as we're figuring out how to do with our staff of of all of our Lake Forest family and churches together. That to was talk. pretty cool yesterday. It was, it was really was almost two hours. Yeah, all it of was. Our staff it was really neat and just strategizing, thinking about how to move forward and. Um, one thing that has not changed is that we are all about, if you've been here for any length of time, you've heard us talk about our one more person. And what that means is we want to find a place here, not just for you who are a ministry partner, who's been a part of this for a long time and you know, everyone's name, you know, all the stuff that's going on and that's great. And we're here to help everyone grow spiritually. But more than that, we, we want to have space for people who have given up on church, but not on God, people who are far away from God to, to come and to find truth and to find hope here. So it is literally, and and if I can say hope in Jesus, most specifically, and by that space, we, what we really, it includes our gathered space when we talk about, when we worship and such, but this is not a mission that the church does. It's not a mission that the pastors and elders do and people watch and applaud this is the mission of every member of our tribe mm-hmm. to make relational space in your life to prioritize friendship and love with one person in your life who's given up on church but not on god in fact if i'm not derelicting my duty twice a year you guys will notice we actually put a card in your hand and i and i you know, I'm a nice pastor generally, but I make everybody <laughs> write down a name. Like, this is not theoretical, hypothetical. Who's the one person in your life who's given up on church, not on God, you'll prioritize in friendship and relationship. And dude, that matters this week. It does. And, and this it's, season. And it's never, it's never been easier because of the nature of how we're doing church right now. It's never been easier to invite somebody yeah, to true. see what's happening at Lake Forest, because we, what we can promise you is the same thing that, that you expect here, which is that we are going to, uh, this weekend it will be Aaron and soon it'll be Mike again and Mitch and Jeff and all, all of our pastors who speak, um, speak the truth of Christ in love. And it is, it is one button that says share on Facebook. It is one text or email away that includes our live stream link. If that's how you are worshiping with us online. It, it would just be really neat to see, uh, to Mike's point, the there are people that you know as you listen to this that we don't and we can't reach out to and we can't invite, but you can True. because you know that person and that's that's their connection to this. So it's a great time. We would love yeah. to. We it, just our heart is for those people, especially right now. Yeah. Um, this Sunday. Pastor Aaron is going to be speaking about fear and how we yeah. as Christ followers and people who are not Christ followers handle fear. So it's it's a I'm perfect time. I'm looking forward to being a part yeah. of that with Aaron 
and you can just trust us that we always have a dual audience in mind. Yep. So share. First of all, how does how does this word from God uh, build up the follower of Jesus more into His image? And then, secondly, we always address the inquirer in the room. So yeah. thanks for reminding us. Of no that. problem. Please please share everybody, and and it would be great to see a bunch of folks worshiping with us online. So now this also includes. One more person, even our, our going on the Missio Day, the mission of God. So at the end of this podcast, it'll be relevant for me to come back around also to uh, at least a couple of ways. I have gotten a number of emails and Facebook messages saying, Pastor Mike, how, I'm, I want to serve needs in the community right now. Yep. Well, I'm going to tell you the two ways we're offering for that at the end of this podcast. Excellent. For now, we'll move on to the second kind of major thing we want to talk about. Um, I'll preface it this way. As we've been in the season of Lent, it's been really cool to look back and to see um, and feel like we're a part of what the church has been doing for a really long time. We're, we're able to do that really uniquely in this situation, Mike, as you and I were, were talking just before we started to do this. Um, this is not the first time in the history of the church that, <laughs> that, that uh, a population has been confronted with something like this, and we actually have historical perspective to draw on of how did the Church of Jesus respond to a actual pandemic? This this has happened. It's actually happened. There are case studies on it. Uh, there is nothing new under the sun. The Book of Ecclesiastes tells us, and and that is absolutely true. In spite of our uh, postmodern illusions that we've controlled all problems, uh, we're you know, we've gone through hurricanes and storms this year, mm-hmm. this past year that have been devastating, and, and this is not new. Yesterday, for St. Patrick's Day, in between all my Zoom meetings, I'm getting tired of my laptop, by the way, <laughs> looking at, I, I need to find it, I'm going to do it on my phone or something, but had millions of Zoom meetings. Mm-hmm. In between all that, I went back and I reread St. Patrick's writings, I do that every St. Patrick's Day. And because I had some extra time uh, in the evening, I reread all of the primary and secondary historical documents around his time. And check this out. The, the, the Irish people, st- in the time of St. Patrick, the mid to late 400s A.D., the Irish people became literate, and they started what many uh, ancient societies did, which would be a, a, an annals of the people annually. So they started keeping the annals of the Irish people. And every year from uh, like the early 500s down to medieval times, somebody's job was to go in at the end of each year and write about two sentences, like the big deal stuff that happened. So here was the entry as I was just reading through the annals, you know, the way I do, Mm -hmm. um, of ancient Irish history. Here's the year 543, quote, the fifth year of King Dermid. There was an extraordinary universal plague throughout the world which swept away the noblest third part of the human race. What's also not new is intercourse between peoples across continents, across people groups and nations. This was the wild side of known human habitation, the west coast of Ireland. They thought that was the end of the earth. And this is known in history, in other history, as the plague of Justinian, is the Roman Empire. It extended to the east, the eastern peoples, a third of human population. Wow. 
Hmm. It, it has been a fallen world. Uh, it continues to be a fallen world, and it will be until Christ returns. Uh, there was another well-known plague that I'd like to tell you about for a moment uh, from the year uh, AD 251. Christianity was still young. It was still actually outlawed in the Roman Empire. This is the year 251 AD. Baby churches, but this movement is spreading like wildfire of the worship of Jesus. And the Roman government is still going through periods of persecution. No, no, no. Caesar is Lord. You must bow down or you will be executed. A plague broke out in the year 251. And here's what's just super interesting when this plague struck the Roman Empire. First of all, today, uh, historians believe the way it was described, it was measles. But it was devastating at that time. There was no, as we're learning, when a new disease happens, there's no prior, uh, what do you call it, immunity in the human family. It was devastating. It seemed to strike at random to people and ravage the population. And nobody knew how or why the disease spread. And, and, and fear was thick in the air, not unlike today. Uh, and it's recorded by historians that 5,000 people were dying every day just in the city of Rome. Now, in the modern age, it's not mysterious to us how it spreads, and yet it, it, it's still, the human spirit's the same. <clears throat> just like thousands of years ago, we react immediately with fear, uh, and we react with isolation the way they did. And in fact, there are ways in which we do need to isolate, but not from all connect, human connection. But in AD 251, here, here's the point I, I want everyone to know, Christians. This is your, this is your family, okay? This is like your great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandmama in the faith. In AD 251, in the city of Rome, Christians were the one segment of the population who fared much better than any other. See, the average Roman believed the pig was a specific judgment of the gods. Uh, and, and here's one historian at that time, a Roman historian, not a Christian, wrote this. The population would push the sufferer away and flee from their dearest, hoping thereby to avert the spread and contagion of the fatal disease. Thucydides, who that name may be familiar as a Roman historian, he reports, quote, Many were afraid to visit one another. They died with no one to look after them. Indeed, there were many houses in which all the inhabitants perished through lack of any attention. Christians responded differently. Trusting in God's promise of eternal life, they turned and cared for the sickest. And yet, now they didn't know how the disease spread, so they didn't know about, uh, no one knew how you should stop the spread. But what they did, and this is ironic though, the mortality rate of Christians was significantly lower of non-Christians because their care for one another gave a chance for the measles sufferer to recuperate. Whereas those who completely isolated from any human contact, they died of neglect, even if they survived the disease. And so because Christians didn't fear death, the Christians lived. And the question is, are we responding differently today than the general population? And I hope that we are. And, of course, I'm not advocating we abandon common sense and the knowledge we've gained since then and run straight to infected people, not in any way. But the point is this. See, the early Christians, Jesus loomed large in their vision. 
and they trusted Jesus embraced them in love, even as they suffered. And even as they suffered, they embraced others in love, and they trusted Jesus as king. No twist or turn of history is a surprise to him. And they mostly trusted death doesn't have the last word because Jesus has defeated it. And their destiny was with him eternally. And so if Jesus, in all his beauty, wisdom, and grace, doesn't capture our heart today, you and me, Harrison, friends who are listening, if he doesn't capture our hearts like he did those Christians in the year 251, then our hearts will be captured by fear instead. And so sort of the end of this little historical note, and then we'll move toward finishing up. The annals of history show time and again that the way of Jesus, which is self-giving and sacrifice, is not a pie-in-the-sky philosophy that has no bearing in life. It's actually the best, most practical way to live. Society functions best when we consider the needs of others above our own. Society unravels when we first only seek our needs. It turns into a Mad Max kind of a world and situation. And so it's super encouraging to me to see this example of our early brothers and sisters and parents in the faith and then reflect on the uniquenesses of our day and time on how do we, how do we live in that tradition and in that faith the best. That's a... That's a really good reflection because there has been, especially in this last week, and it feels like about every day it's just been doubling, is this sense of yeah. growing panic and fear. And it's just, it's it's disconcerting to see no cars on the road. It's going to be disconcerting as we move ahead to see uh, restaurants that are empty of people other than people, you know, serving takeout food and it's when you go to the store and there's entire just rows that the the items are empty um it can be really easy to give into that so that's that's a really good word for now so to your to your point you mentioned earlier as kind of uh for us as christ followers part of our antidote in a way to fear uh an antidote to panic to worry is uh, to serve as we mm-hmm. as we think about and as we as we serve those that um, are you know in greater in greater need sometimes than we are uh, we take on the attitude of Christ and it just does something and it does it does a change in us so what are as you're speaking to earlier what are some of the ways that we here uh, have identified that people can serve who well, have a heart to let me get there in a uh, uh, a way that takes us through a, a, a well-known passage in Scripture. For, like, how do we live with peace and hope, and how do we be hope to others in this time as Christians? We don't have to dig into the Greek and the Hebrew and obscure passages <laughs> in God's Word. Like, we can look at the big E's on the eye chart. Yeah. And I was reminded that in 1 Corinthians 13, the Apostle Paul goes through this, bunch of stuff's going to happen in life. And then he goes, but you know what? Always these three remain, faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love. I've already got that memorized because that passage is so dear to so many. Friends, uh, I bet you do too. You've, you've heard that read at weddings and things, faith, hope, love. 
And so let me ask, let me just remark on each of those uh, because the love then takes us to how we behave. Yeah. And so just question, faith. Am I trusting Jesus above all in this moment? Yes, if I'm a Christian, I've trusted him as, as my God and my Savior and put my eternal destiny in his hands. And because of Jesus, though, I now belong to him, life and death. Therefore, death isn't the worst thing that could happen to me. And, and so I want to start with faith because I was reminded by one of our staff, hey, at Lake Forest Church, like, it's not our main deal to be talking to people about how often they should wash their hands or where they should go or not go. We hold out the hope of Jesus. And so my question to each of us is, am I trusting Jesus moment by moment myself? And the, the way maybe to do that is uh, b- because Jesus promises, you take my yoke on you and you'll find rest for your souls. And that's what we need. We're exhausted. We're stressed. We're all battling episodic depression. We're all battling situational anxiety. And that will have real impact on marriages. It'll have real impact on how we interact with our children. It'll have real impact on how single folks uh, uh, deal with themselves. And so I would just say the way to practice faith right now, if you're a Christian, is trust the promises of Jesus. Peace I leave with you, not as the world gives. I give you peace. Take my yoke on you, and you'll find rest for your soul. So Christians, would you remind yourself today of the greatest promises of Jesus that are precious to you? And when you claim them, meditate on them. If you're not yet a Christian or you're a really new Christian, uh, then I suggest you read the Gospels during this period of time daily and, and get to know Jesus better. Underline every promise he makes and count on him by faith. That's the way we practice faith. These th- three things remain faith and that leads to hope. <laughs> it just leads to hope. Faith gives us hope as an anchor for our souls because Jesus produced new and eternal life out of death. We people of faith become carriers of the virus of hope. Like that all that's broken will be fixed. All that's sick will be made well. The lion will lay down with the lamb Sunday. Our weapons of war will be refashioned into gardening tools to tend the new heavens and the new earth when Jesus returns and marries the spiritual aspect of heaven physical aspect of earth into this new reality called the new heavens and new earth and so that's where our hope lies now we long for that eternal country but even our longing tells us it's there and therefore we hope and we persevere and we live a life of hope and that leads to love therefore it translates to actions like the christians in the year 251 a.d they were bringers of hope the the historian Rodney Stark. Historians have talked a lot, Harrison, about what what explains the multiplicative, the geometric progression of the growth of the Church of Jesus in the Roman Empire. Preeminent historian Rodney Stark, he believes it is this. That specific plague uh, with companioned with Christians' already day-to-day actions of caring for 
infants who were left to die, the, the sick that no one else would touch. But this plague in particular, he believes and documents in his books, uh, led to the breakout, the escape velocity of the Church of Jesus. Hey, friends, what if this pandemic became escape velocity in post-Christian North America or around the world, where Christians are seen as those who have hope because of their faith in Jesus, and it exhibits itself in acts of love? That'd be a super awesome way for God to bring good out of this, and you and I can participate. Here are two quick, simple ways that we're offering at Lake Forest. Number one, the easiest. There is a food bank for our favorite neighborhood in Huntersville, Huntington Green, that Caterpillar Ministries hosts. They are out of food. And we know that the work stoppages and people losing jobs is going to fall first on hourly employees, for example, uh, and the self-employed. And we think this food bank is going to be desperately needed. So we have on our website, we've posted, and it'll go out in our e-note this week, a list. And you can, the next time you make a shopping run, don't go make a bunch of shopping runs, but when you need to. I, I was in Target Tuesday, freaked out by the empty aisles. <laughs> I mean, I was alarmed, as you said. But I had two lists. I had the me and Angie list, because we're empty nesters. We don't have to get Pop-Tarts and stuff for the kids. And I had the, the, the food bank for our favorite neighborhood list. And I just shopped for both. And then I took it by their uh, dad's house in Huntington Green. But we have a big old... Uh, container here in our church lobby with defined coffee so any of you at any time can bring groceries by and put them in there and it will get to the right place the second thing uh, Harrison do you remember our our sermon series last fall called what uh, what do we call it uh, about neighbors the art of neighboring art of neighboring I, I, I met with somebody last week when people were still doing face-to-face meetings who just started at our church during that series and he this is Six months later, he said, Mike, by the way, I now have all the neighbors of the eight houses around me, all their names. It's still on our refrigerator. Uh, In that series, that was in partnership with a a, a collaborative effort among a couple hundred congregations in Mecklenburg County to show Christian unity, and it's called For Charlotte. Well, that network is partnering with CMS to help deliver, to help provide meals to all of the free lunch qualifying children in the CMS system. It's a massive number because how bad would it be if, like in the Roman Empire in 251, some people just died because there was nobody to bring them provisions. They didn't know a Christian who would have brought them (laughs) provisions. And so we are adopting Hopewell High School. Just to make this short, you'll get it in our e-note, and it'll be on our website. This is all moving fast. But for now, as it's allowed, it could be that this service— becomes disallowed if everybody has to shelter in place. But until then, for people who feel well and able enough and are not at risk and want something active to serve the least of these, we are going to be offering opportunities to volunteer to take these meals from the cafeteria workers at Hopewell once a day out to a waiting car where uh, for every child under the age of 18 in that car that's how many meals will be put in there and it's a it's a one meal and then a breakfast for the next day Mm. what how what an outstanding response by our school system our local government and our churches so we're not let me just be clear i'm not saying everybody at lake forest should go do that 
there are many of us who need no contact and need to be isolated. I just scolded one of our uh, more senior members of our church uh, for being here. I'm like, come on, man. Uh, I, I like you. I, I don't want you to get sick. Yeah. So stay uh, home. But anyway, those are two ways, and they'll be documented in our e-note and our website. That's um, that would be a beautiful way, as long as it is, as you mentioned, as long as it's a, a time and a place where we're able to do that. But man, it would be beautiful for people uh, in Huntersville to know that that person caring for them is a person that loves Jesus. That's why we are partnering with a school in our zip code. Yeah. Well, um, I think that's about all that we have for you guys today. We, uh, we look forward to worshiping with you on both live stream and on Facebook live this Sunday at 10 a.m. Again, a, a joint hangout party with both Lake Forest, Huntersville, and Westlake. So we are in, we're going to have the uh, Nathan, the worship leader at Westlake, will be co-piloting with you, I that's believe, right. for the musical portion, uh, singing an, or, an original song that he's written. That is correct, yeah. And we, we have, as with all these things, li- limitations provide more avenues to uh, be creative. And we've, we've really been trying to lean into this season and say, God, you've put this in front of us right now. So how can we most effectively communicate and share your truth during this time? Yeah. So we are, we're putting all of our efforts as a church toward that so that we can, uh, we can create an experience on Sunday where you can, you can worship well. So, so find your biggest big screen TV and your best speakers and, and turn off all the other stuff. So we, we invite you to come to church at 10 o'clock. <laughs> yes. But it's just your couch yes. or your dining room table or wherever you happen to be. Super. Harrison, can I close with one thing? Uh, I look forward to that on Sunday, but, but in between Sundays, uh, just know that God loves you. Therefore, we, your church, we love you. And we are here for you. If you are experiencing a lot of distress or loneliness. Any of us, me, myself, and I, others would love to have a meet up with you online or we can even meet in a park and stay six feet apart. But do not think that uh, one of the most dishonoring things that people say to me, Harrison, in normal times, well, I was going to reach out to you because I would have loved to have talked with you about this such and such thing that was really hard in my life, but you're just so busy and so I didn't want to bother you. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, especially for things like that. So just know that you are loved. And if you're having a hard time believing that and overcoming your challenges uh, in light of that, please reach out and we'd love to connect with you personally. Sounds good. We will uh, We'll see you guys next week and uh we'll see you sunday and we may even see see you before then we uh we look forward to hanging with you guys next time 